Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer and director Liz Namath. Liz has worked with clients such as Forbes, Carhartt, Verizon, and HDTV, to name a few. I was excited to get Liz on the podcast, as she was one of the first people I met in the photo business when I first graduated college and was working as an assistant out here in Boston. Um, I used to assist for her and her husband, Tiber, um, for years. So I was really excited to have her on and kind of talk to her about her journey with photography and everything she's been working on now. Um, she's doing a mix of still photography and directing motion projects now. Uh, lots of amazing work. I know we talked to her about a project she did with Titleist Golf. Um, really amazing work. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this one. And thanks so much for listening. All right. Well, now welcome on uh, Liz Namath. Excited to have you on. You're one of the first people I met in the photo business when I graduated college uh, 13 years ago. I met you and your husband, both assisted both of you guys on shoots too. Um, so excited to have you on. Um, obviously been a crazy year for everyone. Um, I guess how's work life been for you down in uh, North Carolina? Have you guys still been shooting and staying busy or how's the last year been for you? Oh, yeah. Um we kept, we stayed busy through the pandemic. I think we shut down like everybody in March and we didn't shoot, you know, March and April were an absolute blur kids at home. Everybody was zooming their classes. Grace is, um, she goes to school at UNCSA for ballet. So she had her ballet class in our living room (laughs) and and Tiber was still playing hockey. And so he was doing hockey on zoom at home. So it was, um, chaotic. Uh, and then I think, I think I had my first shoot back in, I think it might've been, I think it was actually end of May last year. And that was like a week long shoot in a studio. So it was a lot of people and I was nervous about it, but it went off without a hitch and the rest kind of tumbled from there. And I, I shot most of the summer last year. Um, Last year was a great year for me. It was a little bit slower for Tiber, but um, but it all worked out. And then um, this year was really busy to start. Then we had a little bit of a slow spell, and now it's chaotic again. So, um, you know, it's just like it usually is—a roller coaster. <laughs> now it's good to hear that you know stuff is starting to pick up. It seems like there's more and more bigger productions happening because I think for a while people were kind of nervous there for a bit, but yeah. it sounds like stuff's starting to pick up more and people are traveling and doing shoots and stuff. So that's good. I know uh, you guys are down. What is it, Winston, Winston Salem? Is that where you guys are at? We are. So we're Winston Salem is a you know pretty fairly it's a medium sized city. It's about two hundred fifty thousand people, and um, easy drive to Charlotte, easy drive to Raleigh. Um, plus Greensboro is 20 minutes away. So we get a nice draw of work and pretty much travel the whole state fairly regularly. Um, Tiber does a lot more out of state. Um, so it doesn't really matter for him where he is, but, um, but yeah, for me, most of my work is in North Carolina. And when you guys moved, because I remember when I was working for you guys, it was so funny. You guys had spent like, I think you guys were doing construction on your house for like two years. You had like full, you basically built a new house on top of it. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And then as soon as it was done, you guys were like, oh, we're moving to North Carolina. Uh, Well, (laughs) it was kind of funny because we, our roof was off the house when the, um, when the recession hit. And so we had no roof and were terrified that we were never going to work again, just like everybody in that moment. And um, so we finished the house and I remember vividly, we had this enormous bedroom, like it was outrageously large. And I think it was 40 steps to the bathroom. I mean, it was just stupidly large. And we, you know, we were young, it was our first house and it was our first construction project. So the architect convinced us that we really needed a big bedroom. And um, over the period of the construction, our bedroom was used like Tiber was in a band and we recorded a whole album in it. (laughs) And we had um, our friend Audrey, she um, was making furniture at the time and she had a piece that she had to put together for HGTV Dream Home. So she built that in in the bedroom. I did photo shoots in the bedroom, like all the, we had, the kids had a bounce house in the bedroom (laughs) at one point. So we, we end up getting, finishing the project it's our first night. 
we both like were lying in bed and I said, is this what you pictured when we planned it? And he's like, no. And I was like, I don't really like it. Oh <laughs> so my God. We do all the work. And then in the end we were like, eh, I'm ready for something else. Like, I think it was just too exhausting. And you know, you, you realize like, oh, wow. B- building a bigger house didn't, didn't, wasn't what we really should have done, but yeah. And yeah. cause the thing I was interested in, cause you guys has moved to a new city and you guys uh, like moving to a new city. It seems like a daunting thing, especially when you guys have been in Boston and kind of established your careers at that point and were working. Was that kind of like a nerve wracking thing? Just moving to a brand new market to. So it was 2010. And so we were just kind of coming out of the recession. Our kids were four and six years old and his parents had just retired in Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee. So I joke Winston-Salem is as far west as I was willing to move because, you know, we're still four hours to the beach, two hours to the mountains. Mm-hmm. We love the location and we, we, we like the, the ocean. So I felt like I had to, we had to stay on a coastal state. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and now we're just five hours from his parents. So we get to see him a lot. And um, at the time my parents were living in Europe so we did we didn't really have family to help us and the taxes were getting crazy in Massachusetts. So we felt like we both knew that we wanted to do something different and in the timing it just felt like all of a sudden it just felt like this is what we're supposed to do. So we did it. And and I honestly it was we didn't really like spend a lot of time like hemming and hawing like we both immediately felt like this was what we had to do. And so we just put our house on the market and sold it and moved to North Carolina. I think we scared everybody around us because they were more upset about it than we were. (laughs) But it worked out. And, you know, when we moved down, um, you know, again, the kids were four and six. So, you know, my business really had, I never, I started in this business so early and I didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. I just worked. And so, I never had that experience that most people have when they're in college to kind of figure out what do I like to shoot? How do I like to shoot it? What's my process? You know, I was young. <laughs> I mean, I started my business when I was 24 years old. Yep. So I, I didn't really do that. And so, um, so the timing was, I was at a point where I was like, not doing so great with my business, but also feeling like I haven't ever put hundred percent into this. Mm -hmm. So when we moved down here, I kind of felt like it was a rebirth. It was like a chance to kind of re-figure out what it is I want to do. So I took my maiden, I mean, I took my married name (laughs) at that point, after 10 years of marriage, I took the married name. What um, what was your, were you going by? Yeah. What was your, uh, O'Donnell? Yeah, you're right. You were going by that. I totally forgot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I at first when I started, I wanted Tiber and I to have separate businesses. So I thought, oh, I'll keep my my maiden name. Yeah. But then after 10 years of marriage, it's just like so difficult to have a to to do two names. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. So I took my married name. And then um there was a moment where I thought, I really like interior design. Maybe this is what I want to do. And I tested the water. I worked with a friend who was a designer, interior designer, and realized very quickly that all the things that I didn't like about photography were the same problems that exist in interior design. What, like what? Um, just dealing with the general public. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love working with agencies. They talk the language that we talk. They, you know, you work with designers, you're kind of striving for the th- same things. When you work with the general public, they're like, you know, why, why isn't my son smiling in these pictures? Well, your son didn't smile. So I can't make that magically appear in the pictures. (laughs) I was having this conversation just like the other day with my friend about wedding photography. And I think the, the hardest thing, maybe like commercial photographers who haven't done wedding photography, the hardest thing is that it's the general public thing. When you're working with magazine editors or producers, a lot of them come from they might have gone to art school or they've been in the business a while. So they know that kind of shorthand language of like creative and understanding. But when you're working with just the general public and they only hire photographers sometimes once in their life for their wedding, and you're yeah. trying to explain the technical limitations of what you can do and what you can't do. It's like way harder when you're working with the general public. It, it's so it's so much more difficult. So I was grateful that I um 
you know, decided not to pursue interior design. <laughs> and then um, at the time, I ended up having a few jobs that landed in my lap. Like I had a, a good friend and she was starting a business and she needed um, she needed photography of like the items that she was selling. Um, so it was like accessories and um, just mostly accessories. Um, and so I did a bunch of photography for her. And then um, the body shop is was at the time headquartered in Raleigh. And um, Tiber had a friend from college who reached out and said, hey, I need some product photography. And Tiber's like, well, I don't do it, but Liz does it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got all this product work. And, um, and then I started shooting for a friend who had a restaurant. And um, so pretty soon within the, the year, first year that we were there in North Carolina, I had a full portfolio that was brand new, mostly product, food, and interiors. And I thought, wow, like I, I didn't plan for this, but this feels good. So I just kind of went full force. And, um, you know, as the kids have gotten older, it's gotten easier. You know, Tiber, little Tiber was um, in preschool when we first got here. And then, you know, he w went to public school and everything. So, you know, as the kids age, then you have a little bit more time to, to do the things. But we've always been able to juggle, you know, mm -hmm. if Tiber's been big Tiber's traveling, then I'm kind of step in as mom and do all the things and vice versa. If I have big, crazy weeks, he'll step in and, and shuttle kids. So it's, it just, we just made it work. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you that because like, you know, being a photographer and you know, you're a mom, you have two young kids. Cause I remember when I was assisting you, your kids were like super young. I think Tyra was still really little. in diapers and they're young. Like, you know, I think, uh, for men, oftentimes, like they don't have to set aside their career sometimes. And like, how do you how do you kind of balance your career and being a mom? Like, obviously, you love your kids and being a mom, but you still have aspirations of your career. Like, how Well, do you... I don't think I think that my career did suffer yeah. without a doubt. I mean, I, I definitely didn't just abandon them and work all the time and become a workaholic. Um, we definitely both of us ha have probably could have worked more than we did <laughs> over the years, but, um, but you know what, it, it all works out. And, you know, Grace is going to be a senior in high school this year. Holy shit. One year left with her. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. We, it, it's very hard. And then uh little Tiber got accepted to the hockey Academy in in Prince Edward Island, Canada. Wow. So he, we're shipping him off in the fall. So within a year, we're going to be like empty nesters. So that's, I mean, it happens very fast. So I don't look back and we're, you never look back and think like, Oh, I should have worked more. No, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. Nobody ever says that. So no, definitely. Yeah. Not the right approach. And I guess to go back, like how do you kind of initially get into photography and pick up a camera? I, uh, I have a, I have a pretty good story. Um, so when I was in high school, my brother and I used to take drawing lessons at a, um, an artist loft downtown. And, um, and so we, we were doing like cash drawings and things like that at this artist studio. It was really fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. And my brother ended up becoming a fine artist and, um, he always, he was really drawn to painting, but I, I just never, I always like drawing things, but I like drawing things that are real and like making them look realistic and, you know, recreating the thing in front of me. And I thought, well, photography kind of simplifies that because <laughs> you're just putting it together and taking the picture. And it felt like a little bit easier. So one day I tell the artist, you know, Hey, I, I don't think I want to be an artist. I, I, I think I want to go into photography. I think I crushed his heart a little bit, but he um, was going into the building the next day and a photographer was going in to take some pictures. And so he just talked to him, hey, I got the student, you know, she really could use some help. So somehow um, the assistant from that shoot, because I learned later it was Susie Kushner going into the building and the assistant was Peter. Um, why am I drawing a blank? It's all right. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I have a terrible memory after having kids. I'm sorry. It's anyway, right. names just, <laughs> um, anyway, so he was, he ended up 
taken me under his wing. He taught me how to be an assistant. He got me my first internship. So I interned with Carl Tremblay. Oh, yeah. Sharing a studio with William Huber. So I kind of got a two for one internship in my senior year of high school. So then I interned for that year. And then when I graduated, I just thought, well, I know how to be an assistant. So I'll just keep assisting. So I freelance for five years and then I worked full-time with Bill Miles for two. And then right around then, uh, and throughout most of this time, Tiber and I were dating. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) we just met young and uh, he's a little older than me. So he had started his his business, um, I think right around like 99, I think is when he started his. And then... um, and then in 2001 is when um, John Hewitt was working on the um, Salt Lake's for the Salt Lake Organizing Committee for photographing the Olympics. And so they he put together this group of photographers that was 13 photographers. And there were like five featured photographers and then seven secondary photographers. So it was um, the, the featured were John Hewitt, Sheila Metzner, David Burnett, Tiber yeah. and Ray Meeks. Yep. <laughs> and then the secondary was me, Andy Anderson, Ian Logan, um, Al Colantonio. Wow. Um, <laughs> and uh, Michael Siemens and heavy hitters. Yeah. Like a great group of people um, that, you know, we all, it was, it was just a really fun experience. So we had a large group because basically there's so many events that happen. So, so each event was documented, whether it was one person or multiple people, you know, they tried to kind of capture it all. And it was the last Olympics where we shot film because it was the last Olympics that Kodak was at the Olympic village. So, um, I shot like a four by five speed graphic camera that was in the awesome. winter. That's crazy. Like on a mountain, <laughs> just trying to switch. And I was 24 years old and there were these, <laughs> these really old photographers on the sidelines and they look over at me and see me with my camera and they would just like, like not know what I felt like they had to say something. They always had, <laughs> what filter are you using? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So that was really fun. So we, so at that time, the, as it led up to the Olympics, I was taking trips and doing, um, capturing like the, um, training, the training and stuff. And so the, the test events prior to the Olympics, so that got my feet wet in winter Olympic sports. And, um, so amazing experience. My first job. I printed a sick book. I I think I still have it at home. It was like an awesome book, really high quality. Yep. It it sold out. It was a great book. And um, it was such a great experience and wonderful, but that, that started my business because I couldn't keep working for Bill because I didn't have, I couldn't leave him for a month Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then go back. So in my young naivety, I, I thought, well, I guess I should start my business then. Like I, I got to leave him. So I guess I should just start my own business, but I didn't have a clue like what that meant. And I mean, maybe, but maybe that's what parenthood is. Like, you don't have a clue and then they come and then you get a baby and you're like, oh, I guess I got to figure this out. That's how (laughs) photography was for me. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's tough. And I mean, I think it's pretty awesome. Like you didn't even go to college. Like you just went straight into photography. Like I recommend that to no one. (laughs) Yeah. Because like, I mean, I think it's a badass because like, I mean, I remember being 18, you feel this pressure. Like everyone's going to college. I guess I got to go to college. If I don't go to college, I'm a loser. Like, like what, what was like going through your mind back then? Were you just not like a school person or like you had parents who were strange and did not (laughs) do anything to encourage me to go to college. Okay. I didn't do a college core. I had no idea. I was a latchkey kid. Yep. And I mean, I tell my kids crazy stories. Like I've worked since I was 12. I had a paper route to start. I worked at my church. I did like, um, you know, as soon as I could get a real job, my first job was working at like a souvenir shop in Boston. I worked at a, um, cafe mocha downtown for a few years. I worked at the nature company. I mean, I had, I loved those years, loved, loved, loved. Then I went to Hawaii for a little bit and had like my 
leaving yeah. home experience. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you telling me that when I was like, oh, that was so cool. You just like up and like decided to move to Hawaii one day. I had guts. I did not. I wasn't fearless. I was like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go. And I said it with such authority that nobody ever stopped me. So when it was like, I'm just going to be an assistant, I'm going to get into photography this way. Everyone's like, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, hindsight being what it is, it, it didn't, I've had a great life. I wouldn't change any of it, but I can honestly say it didn't help propel me any faster to where yeah. I wanted to go. I make less than Tiber, you know, the old saying that, you know, if you go to college, you make more money than people without a degree. Well, I think it's true, even in photography. Um, for now, and- for now, things I've seen you shooting a lot, Liz, <laughs> I, the, t- the tables are going to turn <laughs> and the checks are coming in. I've seen you hustling. <laughs> it's I've been hustling. I've been hustling hard. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm super excited I'm taking the best pictures I've taken in my life right now. I'm, I'm starting to direct more, which I really love. So, you know, it all works out in the end, but it's been a bumpy ride. It's not all roses. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I ask this to everybody, but this career path, as you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. Like, have you ever kind of doubted yourself in this career path the longer you've been on this journey? Because I know sometimes when when times are great, it's great. But when it's bad, it's bad. And you're like, I, I know I have these dark times where I'm like, shit, should I be doing something else? But like, what kind of keeps you doing this and uh, keeps you on the tracks, I guess? Uh, Well, taking the pictures is obviously the most fun. And then you get a really good job and you get, you see the pictures and it's just like pumps you up and makes you feel like a million bucks. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I think an actor actress, you know, when they get that big role and it's like, all they want to do is that, um, you know, that feeling that you get, you know, people on stage say, you know, like you get this, this adrenaline rush, like to me, that is the most, that keeps you going. Is that like when you have a big shoot and it's a lot of production and you think, you know, the day before you're stressed to the gills, but then you get there and you settle in everything's great. You're like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel it's like momentum. Like, I don't know about you, but anytime, like I'm shooting a lot and I got some assignments, maybe a personal project going and I'm producing a lot of work. I feel like I'm just like, sharp but then those times where i might not be shooting as much or don't have like a good personal project going i feel like stagnant and that's when i kind of get down but i feel like that's where i'm at right now i'm just trying to keep the momentum going and keep shooting as much as i can i feel like the more i do that like seems like more opportunities come my way i guess it's absolutely you know the amount of work in or effort in you know with the results that come out you know yeah when you market people actually hire you. (laughs) (laughs) You reach out. That's our number one. That's the thing we struggle with for 20 years is we are not consistent with our marketing. And I I liken it to our generation because, you know, I grew up latchkey kid. Both of our parents were like, no one cares about you. No one wants to hear what you're doing. No, we're not going to pay attention to you. You know, it's the exact opposite from our kids now who are on Instagram bragging about every little thing, even their breakfast, you know, to the world. My, there's still this voice in the back of my mind that says, no one cares. (laughs) No one needs to see what you're doing. You're you're not that interesting. So it's hard. No, it definitely is hard. Like, I hate, I mean, I hate it too. But yeah, I have been, I don't know about you guys, but marketing yourself during this pandemic is way harder because you can't meet yes. people in person. Like, I know I used to get a lot of work that way. Is this kind of going, going into like some agency's office? It's all right. Um, I think my, my light went out. Sorry. It's all good. It's <laughs> like going into agency's office or like, yeah, meeting people. But now it's uh, like, how have you guys been approaching marketing your work? Like, so you're right. Like, I think going into an agency and showing your, your physical book is so great. You get to meet people, people get a vibe on who you are as a person, how you'll run a, a shoot or a production. And I feel like it's, I've gotten so much more work that way. Um, so to all of a sudden not have that ability to go in definitely has been daunting. And I can't say I came up with any good solutions. Like nobody was in their office. You can't mail anything. Yeah. You know, no, 
<laughs> people are maybe there, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I'm like, you know, you have to kind of rethink the wheel. I have no, I, I think I, I've really been able to keep going because I have very consistent clientele. So that's what's really kept me, um, you know, continuing to work is because I've, I've have all these repeat clients. So, um, but I think, I think we're starting to open up. I mean, I'm vaccinated. Um, everybody around me is vaccinated. So, you know, I think that the next step, I think people are, people want to go back to work. They want to go into their office and they want to have people around them. So yeah. I think it's going to pick back up quickly. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. It's definitely been tough. Um, the South is like, it's like there was no pandemic. No, no, no. I yeah, mean, down like, here, everyone's like, let it rip. <laughs> did, did you guys get affected by uh, uh, that like gas shortage down in North Carolina when that? Uh, yeah, everybody's losing their mind. And then the funniest thing is that there's a gas station. We're, um, we're kind of on the edge of town with our, our studio is located. And so there's a, a gas station that's called the Gas Hopper across mm -hmm. the street. And um, so... I saw a truck like coming in the day that everyone's like, can't get gas in Raleigh, can't get gas in Charlotte. And then I see this truck pull up at this gas station. I was like, oh, we're good. So <laughs> we filled all our cars and it was like, not a big deal. Yeah. So I no, think everybody, like there's that panic in the beginning of like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We don't have gas. And then it was like two days later, it was solved. So. It was like the toilet paper uh, at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic. People were losing their shit. It's so hilarious. Uh, yeah. But I guess to go back, like, like when you started shooting and doing assignment work, like who were some of the first clients you started to work with when you're up here in Boston? Um, you know, I really can't remember. <laughs> You were shooting some editorial stuff too. Like I remember, I yeah, I did. I worked for like. Forbes. Uh, did you do some stuff for Forbes? I think or some of those. Yeah, like I mean, I, I know I worked for all the ages. I mean, I worked for Mullen. I worked for, um, for Arnold, and I, you know, I, I definitely worked. I did um, magazine work, Yankee Magazine, mm -hmm. um, Stuff Magazine back like that was early early back in the day um i i can't i mean it it was a long long time ago <laughs> right, right. ask me about last year i'm like i don't know what i did <laughs> um and i guess like as a photographer did you feel like it took you a while to find your voice as a photographer and it's like style and aesthetic something you think a lot about and is that something that's kind of evolved over the course of your career you think yeah i mean i think the way I shoot has always been very intuitive. And I think, yeah, maybe it's my femininity. I don't know. Um, so shooting's always been a kind of a natural thing. Um, I would say it's gotten a lot easier just in the last few years, like technologies come so far mm -hmm. and the like pro photos, new lighting, um, the, you know, Canon's new R cameras are unbelievable. They're so, so amazing. Um, I have, the, I shoot mostly with the R, but we just got the R5 and it's incredible. Oh, damn. That's awesome. So the, nice. The autofocus is insane. You basically just have to click, you don't have to do anything it's, anymore. It is amazing, the technology. So that stuff, the good news is like I've, after shooting for 20 years, like lighting and the technology and all that stuff, like that's very ingrained. So those are things I don't have to think about, which is great. I think when you're young, you have to, that's part of it too, is you're thinking about the technical so much, especially when we were shooting film. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was more stressful than anything. There's about a thousand things that can go wrong from yeah. when you're on the shoot. <laughs> so that stuff, um, it's nice to not have to worry about those things. So now it's, it's just, you know, just trying to think through, like, did I get everything? What didn't I try? How can I make this better? Um, you know, what, what am I missing? Like, how can I just improve on this? That's what I'm always asking myself is like, what can I do better? Um, and I think, I, I just think it's incredible how you can just still be learning and growing and improving and, um, still surprising yourself with, with, with your work, you know? So, and, and also like just before the pandemic, I bought an R5 Mamiya 
I'm not an R5. Sorry. Oh, the Mi Mi 7? Oh, you bought the 6, 7? The, the big old one? Dang. Yeah, the big old one with one lens. And I've just been doing portraits on the side. Like if I'm doing a shoot, I'll just pull that thing out and shoot a roll. You know, like I I, I really ration the, the pictures. So I like I'll shoot three frames sometimes, you know. Um, but that's been really fun to just just go back to that and play with that. I mean, we have a thousand old cameras. Like why, you know we should use them <laughs> you guys still have the contacts the contacts uh this what was it the six four five no we stupidly sold that at a low point when we needed money so yeah, yeah. we <laughs> were like why did we sell that camera <laughs> um i still have my mamiya 7.2 which is awesome that's a fun camera um we still have four by five cameras my my speed graphic from the olympics really broke after the olympic like i i it's so old, the, the curtain tour and stuff. So yeah. I think that one's a lost cause. That's never coming back. But I would I would love another one of those. That's what that's a cool. Yeah, show. it's been interesting to see film has like this new resurgence. There's like a ton of people shooting film now, like even like I like some editors, I would did like a portfolio review and they're like, yeah, we love when people shoot film. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Uh, but there's like a whole resurgence of it. You see it a lot on social media for sure. Like hashtag shoot film, all this type of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't, I think it's just going to be a fun for, for fun. I, I don't know that my work, I mean, if I do more po like portrait work, I, I could see bringing it out. I don't know. You know, I'm always amazed when people say like they're wedding photographers and they shoot film because i thought isn't that why digital came out was for wedding <laughs> photographers <laughs> isn't that what you're supposed to shoot yeah. <laughs> yeah you can shoot a lot more that's for sure um <laughs> and i guess like looking at your work like you do a lot of different stuff like you do your lifestyle portrait um lately you've been shooting a lot of like athletic stuff but then you also do like product like how do you kind of balance all those different types of photography um, do you think there's one that is more your strength than others? Or like, how do you kind of balance all those different categories? I guess. I wish I could narrow it <laughs> every time I narrow, then I'll get a call for something that I, you know, something else. So I feel like more that I'd like to think that my style is what I'm hired for, or, you know, just what I bring to a production. So it doesn't really matter to me what I'm shooting. I kind of, I feel good about it all. Um, you know, I, when I'm in the food kick. It's like, I love it. You know, when I'm in the lifestyle kick, I love it. <laughs> so I feel like, um, you know, maybe also I've shot a lot. A lot of my clients are from North Carolina. So in terms of, um, you know, what, what is available, like I really have to kind of shoot a lot of different things. I don't think I would make a very good living just shooting one thing. <laughs> yeah. You're more like a generalist, like in a small yeah. market. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, I mean, if I said lifestyle, you know, next week I'll get booked on a, on a cooking thing. <laughs> I mean, I just did a, a week long shoot with uh, Frigidaire and it was mostly food. It was a lot of food and a little bit of um, like one day of directing video of featuring some appliances and um, you know, no people on that one, um, but lots and lots of food, really fun. So that's awesome. And with the directing stuff, like how do you kind of you start making that leap like to getting hired to do directing jobs? Because that's a kind of a hard transition for a lot of photographers, I think, to go from shooting print and then like offering this new service to their clients, I guess. Like how did you kind of make I think, that? I think I'm in uh, there's a couple of thoughts I have for that. Um, you know, Tiber really broke into it. He's been directing for over 10 years now. So he really broke in a lot earlier than I did. And when he did it, I could not even consider like it was out of my concept. I could yeah. not even fathom directing. I thought, how, how could I bring this <laughs> into my purview? <laughs> I just didn't have any interest. It wasn't the way I thought I just wasn't there, but our kids were a lot younger and taking all of them, crushing my creative soul. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> so once they, you know, I think when you, as you gain time, as they get older, um, I, and then also, you know, I would say technology, new cameras and stuff, playing with new things. And then, um, just having opportunities that came up that lent themselves to wanting to create a video. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just got me to just, Hey, let me just give this a shot because I think that 
content is really king and everything is about content and everything is going. I mean, if you look, scroll through Instagram now, it's, it's a lot of video. It's not stills anymore. Um, I think stills will always have a place. And I think video will have a place. Like, I think it's just one more medium. And so that's the way I look at it, but it's, it's like going from like a pencil and, and paper drawing to 3d you sculpture it's yeah. so much bigger there's so many elements and i think i'm just ready to explore that more um and so i directed i started by directing videos for my friends who are all all women my age great friends they're all um starting businesses or expanding their businesses and needing video and so i thought well this is a good opportunity they'll let me just do it. It's yeah, it's like low <laughs> and pressure. And I can't screw it's up because like, yeah, my low, friends. <laughs> yeah, it's low pressure, and you can kind of work low on the Low pressure, just do what you can. And it was, it's been so much fun. And then I also had a few jobs that lent itself to like actually hiring a DP and getting all the all the bells and whistles. And Tiber's been in it for so long. I know all the producers. I know all the DPs. I know all like I know all the people. So again, it's a it's a safe. I'm in a safe space to expand this part of my business. Um, and, and in a place where I do have access that other people, you know, starting out probably don't. So, and, and I also have the clientele I have, I have friends in the business now. So that, I mean, that's how it's, it's all who, you know, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, make friends, make lots of friends and then you too can <laughs> do more stuff. Yeah. One of the uh, things that always stuck in my mind that Tyber said to me when I was assisting him, he goes like your best tool as a photographer is your phone. And I was just like, I've always stuck it. He, I remember him saying that. Cause it's just like, like just networking and talking to people in those relationships. And that's kind of how you get jobs pretty much. Like, it's like well, yeah, when yeah. you're when your name is Tiber, everybody remembers you. When your name is Liz, it's like Liz. Hey, Liz yeah. who? <laughs> I, I'm thinking about switching my my name. I'll just be a Roman numeral. I'll go like yeah. Prince or something, like a symbol. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> I'm fun. the symbol formerly known as Alex. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, another thing, I'm gonna pull up your website here. Uh, this like the lifestyle stuff. I'm always interested by it. Um, like, how do you? with these type of shoots where you're kind of creating a scenario, it's models. Like how do you approach like directing these type of shoots? Cause it is like a skill. Cause it's like, it isn't, you're, you're creating these scenarios. It's not like a photojournalistic thing. So like, how do you approach these like lifestyle shoots? Well, this client's pretty interesting cause it's socks. They, yeah. they make all these socks. They do, they make socks for several brands. So this brand is K-Bell and, um, so for them, you know, we, it's a matter of finding the location, um, organizing the models, figuring out the day, scheduling out the day, how much time do we have with each one? What do we want to, you know, which, which brand, um, styles are we selling, you know, which holidays are we trying to capture, um, et cetera, et cetera. So this was, we rented this, um, it was an apart, it was like a studio apartment in downtown Winston-Salem and uh, it's now become a, um, a production company. And so they, wow. uh, we just rented it from them. And it was great because, you know, if it was a home, they'd have a bunch of stuff in it, but it was kind of great. Cause they, they didn't have very much, no tchotchkes, nothing to move, <laughs> you know, it was so great. Um, this one was a real home that we rented, um, which was great. But so, yeah, it's, um, the hard thing is socks. Your feet are not next to your face. True. So if you're trying to capture an emotion, you have to get into weird positions to get that emotion <laughs> or you cut their face off. So it's, you know, that's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. I've, I feel like I've thought about feet and socks, like more than most people for sure. You know, no, it seems like a fun client and, uh, yeah, it is. And the lifestyle stuff, I haven't done too much of the lifestyle stuff, but it is like a real skill because I would, I'm sure sometimes you get models who aren't giving you what you need always. So you have to be able to like direct and like set the mood of the room. Like if you want it to be like laughing or if you need it to be more serious. Well, yeah, we work with um, an agency um, out of North Carolina, Maryland's, and they've done a great job. And, and most of the time the models are just super 
they're super um, talented and you, you always know because it's so easy to, they just go into the, you almost don't even have to direct them. They just know what looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes it'll be like, Hey, today's my first shoot. <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. So there, there's, there've been those moments, but um Someone said to me the other day, they're like, you are so calm and you make it so easy on the set. Like, I'm not a yeller. Um, I always work with what we have. I look at the positive. I'm not a, I'm, I don't get upset if something's yeah. not perfect. I think, well, all right, let's just figure out what's going to work here. You know, how do we get to the next shot? And, um, you know, I just try to stay focused on my schedule. You know, if you have like, I think most clients right now are over scheduling the day. They need so much content. And so you're having to do so many scenarios and shoot so much. And basically it's a math problem. If you have, you know, 15 shots, well, how do you get that in a day? You just, it's just math. It's like, okay, we got 30 minutes a shot or whatever it is, or how much, or can we limit the, the move? Let's not let's pick one location. Let's not do a company move. Let's, you know, try to keep it, you know, within a reason, but that's, I mean, I think that's the the main thing that I always think about is like, if you have an hour, you get an hour's worth of effort. If you have 20 minutes, you get 20 minutes. Worth of yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, if you have a tight schedule, you're like, I think we got it. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. You only can, yeah, you can't, you only can do so much with the lighting and stuff. And it's almost like, you almost have to like yeah. almost simple simplify your lighting and like gear as much as you can if you have to like work in those scenarios where you're moving and doing so many shots I guess because it's like you can't nitpick every little lighting detail always no no it's you you definitely and and some clients are nitpicky and mm-hmm. and need everything just so and you have to have at least an hour per shot because yeah. they're gonna complain about you know, whatever these minute little details, you have to have a client that is, um, willing to understand, okay, well, if we want all these scenarios, we can't be too picky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But I mean, what, where are they going to put them? They're going to put them on social media. People are going to look at them for about a second. So you have to think about like, you know, what the action is and how, and how to get it so that it has a mood or a feeling and that it reads quickly because that's how people are going to see it, you know? No, definitely. I don't, you know, like there's all these photo contests and I've, I've never, and the only photo contest I've ever done is communication arts. And I, I've never won. And I think, and like, people are like, you should enter some contests. And I think I don't ever look at my work. Like it's wall worthy, you know, lifestyle to me just is not wall, like wall art. It's not (laughs) making art that you want to hang on your wall is different from probably what I do, you know, but, but my work fulfills a purpose. And I think I've, I've got great clients and I, and I love it and I love what I do. And it's okay that everything either a, is it portfolio worthy maybe, or, um, or isn't worthy of a gallery or of entering it, you know, I'm not breaking records there, but, um, yeah, it's tough. Like every shoot's not going to be your best shoot. Like, I mean, that's why some photos are better than others. Like I find, like I, I try not to be too hard on myself sometimes because as you know, as a photographer, especially like editorial stuff or even commercial stuff, a lot of stuff's like out of your hands. Like it might be a Oh, editorial is the hardest without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. You're never paid well. Uh-huh. And then you, they, they tell you what it is. It's like, you're going to go to this farm yeah. and you're going to capture this person. And it's going to be like, you're already, you're picturing animals. You're <laughs> like, this thing is going to shoot itself. There's going to be all these beautiful fl- flowers and plants. And, oh, I can't wait to go there. Like, yeah. just, I'm so excited. Let's go. Yeah. And then you get there and it's raining yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the barn looks like shit. The animals yep. are all covered in dirt and yep. you know, the people aren't maybe as attractive as you had hoped. And then it's like, Oh yeah, by the way, we have 10 minutes to get this. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like this, I thought it was going to be Martha Stewart. <laughs> I thought this yeah. was really going to look like, you know? Uh, and then the editor looks at it and goes, 
how come you didn't get this shot? And you're like, that is a, that is a really good question. I, I don't really know why I didn't get that shot. Cause you paid me 500 bucks. I couldn't even have an assistant. <laughs> like, I was like, It's a battle. But... I was having a, a technical crisis. <laughs> you're, you're lucky you got what you got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's tough, you know, but you do the it, best. It is. I mean, and it goes back to like, that's why I like full productions. It's the same reason why I never wanted to be a wedding photographer. It's like, I love it when you have, the resources to do good work. And I don't know that, you know, sometimes when you get hired on a job where the budget maybe isn't as great and you're trying to make it work and then people are upset that it doesn't look like a $30,000 shoot because you only had 10, you know, that's the, that's the difference that you're just always kind of grappling with. And, and I mean, honestly, I take every job. I never say no to work. Anybody who needs, needs pictures, I make it work. So sometimes it's a favor. Sometimes I'm trading for food (laughs) or accessories, but (laughs) I always try to make it work because you, you never know where it'll lead. And so sometimes there's jobs that, you know, they don't have money this time, but you know, next time they, they have something they think of you. So I'm always trying to um, build on that and just keep, good relations with everybody because the world's small my town is small yeah. you know people remember so it's good yeah no it's a good attitude to have don't have like an ego just be open to what kind of comes your way yeah um, one shoot i was excited to talk to you about like a dream shoot for me you got to shoot uh justin thomas for titleist you went down to michael jordan's uh brand new golf course the grove which is like a private course basically essentially this like PGA players and like billionaires are members of this course. Pretty it's much. pretty unbelievable. Yeah. You definitely, you go through like two gates and you're just like, it's, it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable course. Beautiful. Just this beautiful vistas everywhere. And um, basically I, you know, it's again, it's just like a lot of photography and a lot of jobs, you know, you just, happen to be the right place, the right time or Mm -hmm. in the right person's purview or whatever. And it was something that came up and they needed somebody and they, and the the producer who need, who was hiring was like, you need to get here. And it's like Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. It was like Monday of Thanksgiving week, Oh wow! traveling to Florida pandemic, no vaccines yet. (laughs) So it was, and I just happened to have a vaccine. Uh, I had just gotten a COVID test. Okay. So it was one of those like, Hey, have you been tested? You know, you know, we, we need to find somebody who's been tested and can hop on a plane immediately. So it's kind of what happened. And, um, and it was, it was great. So, and he, he was so wonderful as a professional athlete for as successful as he is. And as well as he's doing, he hit golf balls for six hours straight. Wow. And I'm, I'm, he got blisters. He hit so many balls. So what was it you guys were shooting? Was it like, were they trying to profile like the clothing or the clubs or like, what was the kind of the shot? It list wasn't for- an, an advertisement. It's actually um, all of Titleist's pro players. Um, they have these days that they'll go with um, the, um, I guess they're like the technical liaisons for Titleist. Yep. So um, the one guy, 40, is kind of famous. And he, so he'll go, these two guys go and they bring all these different kinds of balls and all these different kinds of clubs. And then they basically just go around the course and they just test them out and see if there's any new product that, you know, Justin Thomas wants to try. And like, what have you been having trouble with? What do you want to see? What do you, you know, what are you looking for here? And so they have balls that are kind of like specific to like every kind of, of setting (laughs) that you're in and then, um, and drivers and clubs and everything. So he just had, they had just this array of, of equipment and we just kind of picked a spot and just like, we're hitting. So there was a film crew and then me documenting it but we were not, it was not an interview. It was not a, we did had zero interaction with him. Okay. We were just like flies on the wall capturing it. So I was kind of working around the film crew because they didn't need to hear my camera <laughs> clicking away. And I thought I was like, so slick. Cause I had the, the mirrorless. I was like, Oh, this is going to be so great. I get to, I can be silent. Well, you can't shoot them for, um, you can't shoot sports with them. 
Yeah. Is that the mirrorless shutter doesn't work that way. So you get these crazy pictures where the golf club would be like going one way and then coming in the frame the other way because it's too fast for the camera to capture. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the R5 could do it. Uh, I think it's got a faster setting and I've been meaning to test it out because if it's on the regular, the R on the regular shutter was fine. It was yeah, I just, think it's, yeah, I think the R5 is better because I do know some like sports shooters that are using it, but I, yeah, I, yeah, the R was not ideal. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was sh super fun to, um, to do, to do it. And, uh, you know, I got better over the course of, the six hours that we were with him. <laughs> but I mean, I got some great shots. He was just a pleasure to work with. And it made me excited to do more. I, I hadn't really shot much sports in the last um, few years. I mean, a couple of things here and there. I've, I've shot um, kind of like athletic wear and working out and running, yeah. but I hadn't really done golf or um, some of the other ones. So, um, so for me, I... Um, it made me think like, this is something I want to do more of and especially female golf. Yeah. Like it is such a male heavy sport. And yeah, you don't really see much coverage of it, to be honest. Like you it, don't, Yeah, you don't. And, and even like women's wear is sorely lacking in the golf world. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is remarkable how they get away with selling some of the clothes they sell. Yeah. So there's lots of room for improvement and I, I would love to shoot more and work more in that field for sure. That's awesome. So like with those photos, will you take them and uh, kind of use it as like a marketing piece to like send to different art directors? That sounds or? like a really good idea. I should really do that. <laughs> Hell yeah. You should tap into that LPGA uh, stuff. You know, there's it, like you said, there's an untapped market. Like that'd be rad. Uh -huh. I know I've, I, there, there are so many things on the, I should do this list <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I, got, I got that list too, you know, but day by day. Um, I mean, I, I've, I'm spread thin. I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I got my reel going, but I'm still, um, working on editing a few pieces. And then, um, my Instagram is sorely stagnant. I've got to pick that torch up again so there's a there are so many things on my marketing list that geez i i gotta get get going <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i hear you but i guess to wrap up like what's next for you is like anything uh, you're hoping to work on this summer kind of the days ahead or like what's what's kind of i have so many good things and i can't tell you any of it <laughs> right. i really can't but like <laughs> i'm super pumped like i've got I think what's really cool is I, my favorite thing to do is collaborate with other people and especially my friends. And I have just the coolest, smartest friends who are doing some really neat things like in the floral industry and in um, the textile industry. And, you know, they'll tell me about their projects and like, we just get giddy with yeah. excitement. Oh my God, I got to take pictures of that. I got to do, I got to film that. I got to, let's do this more. So <laughs> that's awesome. yeah. So that's like, I've got some really great projects. Um, and then, uh, you know, just juggling some kids stuff yep. as well over the summer. So we'll be, um, we'll be up in Maine, um, kind of like first week of August probably. So oh, nice. We'll have to connect. We'll, we're going to make a trip to Boston. All right. Yeah, so. definitely. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, Liz, I'm glad we did this. I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Like I said, you're one of the first people I met in this business 13 years ago when I got into it. I can't believe it doesn't. It's 13 years, but it seems like it's just a couple of years ago. Uh, it doesn't feel that long ago at all. Nah. I mean, so much has happened, but like it really does not feel that long ago. I mean, I feel like the, my days of assisting don't feel that long ago either. Yeah. I can't quick. remember my first photo jobs, but I can vividly remember my assisting days. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, for sure. Well, Liz, I guess we can cut it there, but thank you so much. Good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So there you have it. That was the Liz Namath interview. Uh, just want to thank Liz so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. Uh, like I said, I, I used to assist for her and her husband back in the day when I first got out of college. I learned a lot from them. Um, so can't thank enough. Thank her enough for taking the time to come on. It was a real pleasure talking to her about her journey with photography. Um, definitely go check out Liz's work at liznameth.com. And definitely give her a follow on Instagram at liznameth photo. I'll put all the links in the descriptions. 
Uh, but definitely go peep her work. She's always posting different projects she's working on and whatnot. And as always, I'll be having a weekly podcasts. I know I've been kind of behind lately. I've just been kind of shooting a lot of my own stuff, uh, but trying to uh, pick up the pace and do some more weekly stuff. Um, but yeah, you can always find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Photo Banter YouTube page. Um, so definitely go check that out. And as always, thanks so much for listening and take care.